Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. WBEZ is supported by Chicago Humanities, presenting live events with historians Doris Kearns Goodwin and John Meacham, comedian Reggie Watts and filmmaker Miranda July, and artists Hebrew Brantley and Amanda Williams in conversation. Plus, MSNBC chief correspondent Ali Velshi on small yet powerful acts of courage throughout history. Tickets for these events and more conversations on arts, culture, and current affairs at chicagohumanities.org. Hi, I'm Susie Ann, in for Jen White, and this is Reset. Chicago is filled with people working hard to better the quality of life for residents across the city. Sometimes these efforts are noticed and even rewarded. Right now, six groups are competing for the Chicago Prize, presented by the Pritzker Traubert Foundation. It's a $10 million grant competition aimed at investing in the economic future of some Chicago neighborhoods. The winner will be announced this spring, so we're checking in with each of the finalists to hear about their work and visions for their communities. Another one of those finalists is with us today. It's called Economic Equity and Opportunity via a Little Village Community Hub. It's led by Kim Wasserman, Executive Director of Little Village Environmental Justice Organization, and Bill Schleiser, CEO of the Delta Institute. Kim, I gotta ask, how does it feel to be one of the finalists? I think it's bananas, to be quite honest with you. Um, We've spent a lot of years as an organization, as a community, fighting um, for our rights and fighting for our environment and being told by the city that what we want is unattainable or is unreal. And so to end up being a finalist for a $10 million prize is kind of awkward. (laughs) But it's amazing. It's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I'll just add, it's like, how many rolls of duct tape can we buy with $10 million? Because that's usually what we do. And having this many zeros to work with really allows us to think in completely different ways when you're thinking about community revitalization. Right. And and Kim and Bill, um, tell us briefly about your respective organizations, Little Village Environmental Justice Organization and Delta Institute. Um, How do you currently serve the community? Sure. We are celebrating our 25th year as an organization within the Little Village community, uh, really fighting for environmental justice and fighting against environmental racism. So some of our work includes um, helping to shut down the two coal power plants in Chicago, having the redevelopment of the largest brownfield into a park in the United States at La Villita Park, but also very much fighting not just for environmental justice, but economic justice um, and every type of justice you can imagine um, for our neighborhood. And Delta Institute was founded in 1998. We work across the Midwest to create thriving communities. And we do that through a variety of ways. And partnerships like Little Village is one of those premier ways that we do that, really getting on the ground with the communities and figuring out solutions that both improve the environment and the economy. And Kim, let's hear about the proposal. Give us a broad picture of what economic equity and opportunity via a Little Village Community Hub entails. Absolutely. So, you know, the reality is for a very long time, communities like ours on the southwest side have been sold out to the notion of um, cheap labor jobs. Um, Right now we're battling a target warehouse coming into our neighborhood and we're being told that we're ideal for the warehouse jobs and for the truck driving jobs. And really outside of that, there is no robust conversation around not just what is our neighborhood good at, but we recognize the problems that we have. Have and we know how to fix them. Uh, the reality is in our neighborhood, 60% of our community has some experience in agriculture. And so we very much want to put our people to work in the work that they know how to do, that they feel um, respected in, that they feel that they are um, appreciated and can do very well. So this hub really looks at uh, three very uh, prominent things, our food system in Little Village, our energy system in Little Village, and culture. 
And how do those three things play into each other to not just advocate for our community and organizing, but also to show a just transition? How do we transition away from these very extractive economies, from these very extractive practices in our neighborhood? And how do we grow an economy that is inclusive to everybody, those who are not born here, those who don't have papers to be here, Mm -hmm. those who don't speak English? How do we ensure that the city of Chicago and Little Village has a space for everybody and not just those who can afford to live there? So this project really not just understands the connection between environmental justice and economic justice, but really looks at the root of also gentrification. What happens when you beautify your neighborhood to the point that it's no longer accessible to your own people? And so really what we want to talk about is we want to stay a space for low-income communities of color like Little Village, but we want to do so where people can grow and thrive and stay in the city. And you mentioned extractive practices. Can you explain what you mean by that? Extractive practices aren't just demolishing Mother Earth for oil or for fossil fuels. It's also the extraction of labor from our bodies, particularly as brown and black people in the city of Chicago. And how do we have a voice to an economy that actually lifts us up and includes us as part of it and doesn't just use us for our sweat, our tears, our lungs, our health. Um, At the end of it, we walk away with no health insurance. We walk away without any protections. um, And we walk away barely surviving um, on the economies that these jobs provide. Now, the location for the community hub would be 2358 South Whipple. Uh, This is at the intersection of West 24th Street. It's currently a former Chicago Fire Department engine house, which I find interesting. Um, Bill, why choose this location? So this location was chosen after we looked at 264 different sites throughout the entire neighborhood and mapped every single one with Little Village and the community. And we looked at both the assets of the community and where things could be revitalized and redeveloped in, in, in a way. And the location of this site with the bones of this building made it a perfect uh, spot for being able to build this whole hub within this facility. And part of this hub includes a commercial kitchen, which Correct. I find interesting. Absolutely. Um, one of the amazing things about Little Village is, equally as I mentioned, 60% of our neighborhood having a background in agriculture, over 60% of street-based food vendors in Chicago come from Little Village. So if you're in Lincoln Park or Morgan Park, most likely one in six people is coming from Little Village. So we want, But the problem is we don't have any commercial kitchens mm-hmm. currently in our neighborhood, right? So we really want – that's a flagrancy right there, right? Like how do we support communities on the ground, street-based economy? Um, So this allows us the ability to have folks store their street carts, fix their street carts, create food products for their street carts. The the basement of the fire station also allows for massive indoor growing. So folks are looking at mushroom and small greens that they could potentially grow there. Um, Equally so... um, the Little Village community has a very strong workforce development program around solar that our organization has been working on. Um, we're graduating our third cohort of solar graduates um, this coming year, which we're very excited about. And so that would also be a space where folks can learn how to make, train, build um, around solar workforce development. And then lastly, um, the piece that ties it all together, which is culture, right? How are, the, how are all of these things a part of our culture in Little Village and strengthening our culture within Little Village as well? Well, let's talk a little bit about the culture of Little Village um, you know, break down the demographics for us and and who this hub would serve. Absolutely. So Little Village is primarily a Mexican, Mexican-American immigrant community. Um, and the reality is, is that we are losing social services on a regular basis. There isn't very many spaces, not just for young people, but particularly for preteens all the way through young adults. Um, unfortunately, most of our Boys and Girls Clubs don't serve young people after the age of 15, for instance. And it's not by chance that we directly also have a direct connection to the violence in our neighborhood. And that's because young people are not being put to work. The reality is in Chicago, I believe, young African-Americans and Latinos between the age of 18 and 24, I 
believe over 60% are unemployed currently, right? So all of these speak to who is in our neighborhood, being one of the youngest uh, populations in the city of Chicago. I think half of our population is under the age of 25, right? So it really speaks to who is located in our neighborhood and where are these folks working or what is it that they're doing? And the reality is they're not working. Um, I believe less than 15% of our community works in the local industrial corridor, um, but it's one of the most vibrant and thriving ones in the city. Um, so this project really helps speak to who's missing, who's on the on the on the phrase of society and how do we center them as part of this work to ensure that they can grow and thrive in our communities. And so this project speaks to exactly those folks who are usually marginalized and who folks say we can afford to lose those folks in the system as long as the majority of folks are okay. And our work speaks to no, that is not okay. In fact, we're going to take those folks and center them and ensure that they have a space. Little Villages next to Pilsen is being gentrified on a day-to-day basis. And this is one of the only ways that we truly believe that we can fight for our community. And and we talked about how the food cart vendors play such a big role in the neighborhood. And and you've got the Street Vendors Association as one of your partners as well. How important was it to make sure to to partner with that group? Absolutely. I mean, I think the reality is, is that we are community organizers by heart and by trait as an organization. And it's not on us to speak to what we, Bill and I, know about food carts except to how to order a great mango, right? (laughs) Or like how to order a bag of chips, right? I I don't think either one of us could speak to the reality of what what that work looks like. And so for us to be able to share the wealth of this project is exactly what we want to do. How do we redistribute the wealth that this 10 million could potentially bring to our community um, and empower those who need it the most? And I think partnership is where it's at. It's the partnership between Delta Institute and El Vejo. They got to this point after a while. A, a long, a many, many years. Um, and then how do we also bring in the rest of our community that's part of that? So everybody from the Vendors Association to the Chicago Food Policy Action Council, right? All of our partners who have been leading a good fight, um, a good fight on the ground, not just for food justice, but also for solar and for culture as well across the city. Well, let's talk about the Chicago Food Policy Action Council. Uh, Bill, what would their role be? So they're really integral in this entire project because it's really helping change all the policies around food and agriculture in in the city. And the way that policy is set up right now is those folks – Uh, that are the food cart vendors, that are the small-scale farmers that want to compost, really don't have access or the availability to even do so. So these very basic things that we need, the city and the state aren't providing, and the the Action Council allows that to happen. And and we've mentioned um, building a sustainable food network. How exactly will that work? So this is really why Little Village is perfect for a project like this. The great work that's been done on the ground for urban agriculture to actually even get off the ground with like an eight-acre site on an old super fund with with over two tons of produce being produced every year. We we have this ability to get bring food into the commercial kitchen through the food cart vendors and have those products come back out and then be additive with additional products and services that are coming through that whole system. And I just add too that there is a very vibrant um, agriculture movement in, in Little Village. You have not just folks growing food to Bill's point um, at Little Village Park and in the gardens, but we also have a very strong composting program. And so there's actual synergy between our food vendors our farmers, and our composters all within the neighborhood working with each other. So you mentioned the farmers. What role will Little Village farmers play in this? Oh, my God. One of the largest, absolutely. Um, We're very excited to announce that um, as of this year, our organization signed a 10-year lease with the Chicago Park District to actually have um, a couple of acres in the park for um, urban agriculture, large-scale growing, which we're very excited about. And that came from our farmers' 
letting us know they need more land. Um, that's the one thing that we don't have a lot of in Little Village. And we have the second worst air quality in the entire state of Illinois. So outdoor growing, the reality of that is just isn't there. And so really our community is advocating and fighting hard to figure out how to get access indoor to do large-scale growing. And the reality is that this has been 25-plus years of farmers from our neighborhood advocating for more land um, and advocating for what they want to see development in their community look like. And um, you're also partnering with Just Design, who's working on your building concept. Bill, tell us about the space. So this space is really phenomenal. It's historic. It has amazing kind of built-in woodwork in it from the fire lockers and the cabinets and where uniforms would be stored. So we want to, like, maintain the history of this building, but at the same time really reflect and have it be completely inclusive and accessible to everybody in the community. And Just Design is going to work with our team to be able to really influence that design, make sure that everybody has access, that the flow is well, uh, and, and that it really does incorporate those three major concepts into the building to reflect it back out into the neighborhood. And part of that is the green energy component. Why focus on going green and why is that so important to the plan? Oh, my God, absolutely. I think part of this is um, how do we make energy efficiency? How do we make energy democracy real on the ground and no place better than a building like this that talks about uh, being a hub, right, and is having not just food but energy at the heart of it. And so for us, having solar panels, um, having every possible energy efficiency tool out there in this building is what we are looking for. We want to try to be as what is the word? Net zero? Net zero. Net yeah. zero is possible. I'm learning this from Bill. Um, <laughs> net zero is possible. Um, but it's also really about just making sure that we show people what is possible in your neighborhood, regardless of your income status. What is possible? And how do we fight for these things to be in our neighborhood? Well, this is part of a competition. So what do you think makes your project competitive or unique from the others? Well, one of the things that we have going for us is just the amazing assets of the community itself. And the great partnership that we've had is actually we've been working on this concept for over five years. So it was great when this opportunity came for us to actually propose it to the Chicago Prize. So we've been building elements of this together for a long time. So it's very pragmatic. It's very focused. And it really does um, address a lot of the concerns and issues that have been brought up by the community itself. Now, what would you say are the biggest challenges Little Village faces that this center can help address? I think one of the biggest challenges we face is people not believing us. I think everything from 25 years ago when we said we wanted the coal power plant closed down to we want a new park in the neighborhood, everybody was like, you don't know what you want. You guys don't know what's best for you. And here we are 25 years later still kicking the city's butt, still demanding for what's right in our neighborhood. But what's really interesting is this notion that we have a right to say what should happen in our neighborhood. And while the city for a long time has been telling us, no, 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 you just don't know, here we had this opportunity to apply for the prize. And lo and behold, they said, yes, we do think your neighborhood does know what it wants. Yes, we do think your folks should get a voice in what they say. And so to have that elevated and to have folks feel empowered for self-determination, to have folks feel empowered that this is their site is one of the most phenomenal things. And I think that's also what makes us stand out from the competition the most is this truly is a project birthed out of the work of our community um, and will benefit all of our community at large. Well, let's expand that a little bit as we wrap up here. What would winning the Chicago Prize mean for your residents? It would just further amplify that we are an environmental justice community that knows what we want, that we are a community that can fight um, and can fix a lot of the problems that we have. I think I would just be overjoyed to see what development in Chicago, how development in Chicago could look differently when you empower a community, not just with its voice, but with 
10 million dollars <laughs> to be able to carry some something like this out and i think really just the validation of our street based folks to feel like they belong here in chicago more than anything i think is for me one of the biggest uh, goals of this project mm-hmm. that's kim wasserman executive director of little village environmental justice organization and bill schleiser ceo of the delta institute their proposal economic equity and opportunity via a little village community hub is up for the 10 million dollar chicago prize grant Thanks both for being with us. Thank you. And that's today's Reset. Do you know someone making a difference in Chicago? We'd love to hear from you. Leave a message on our hotline, 888-915-9945. That's 888-915-9945. I'm Susie Ann. Jen will be back tomorrow. Until then, enjoy the sunshine and thanks for listening to Reset from WBEZ Chicago. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.